Welcome back to Divinely Growing, where we stand on five principles. God, love, family, the church, and freedom to worship. We're glad you've joined us today, where we're going to talk about what were they thinking? So what we do, and what we're thinking, this is a Papa Dio, whoop, whoop, just for you. I give you an idea of how, how do we start to nurture our kids, maybe to... Not only reminds me transformed by this book, but it says uh, transformed by the Spirit. Uh, get them to look uh, through the eyes of the Lord. Uh, so one of the things that have come to us is, what were they thinking? So we take a passage of Scripture and look at it from the eyes of God and the wisdom of God, and ask you, know, what, what, what do you, what did you feel during that time? So I'll start us off. I have a. Um, Jesus was rejected at uh, Nazareth. Okay? So, in this, I'll give you a little summary. It, basically, the Lord comes in, and he's reading a, a part of a scroll, or a roll, and he says these words, The Spirit of the Lord is, upon, is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, to recover recovery of the sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he's got their attention. Like, oh, nice. And here comes the big wow moment in that synagogue. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began by saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And that's when they thought Jesus was uh, um, a false prophet. So they were going to run him off the mountain uh, that they were on. And what happens when they get, get to the mountain, the cliff, really get to go push Jesus off? He just turns around and walks right through the crowd. They thinking if I were to read this, it'd be called "Oops, you are the Messiah." We must throw you off a cliff. So how many? You know, we see Jesus sometimes in these. Uh, like uh, it takes him to the edge. Something's taken to the edge, right? The funny part about this one, the oops, they thought that he was. They were taking Jesus to the cliff. Would you? You see Jesus? Says, well, okay, okay, yep. Complain, complain. All right, now listen, folks. I just told you I'm the Messiah. I've brought you to this cliff. This, you take a couple more steps. This is life without me. I am not here. I choose life. I'm going down this way. If you like to come and follow, follow. Right? So he took, he didn't take them to the cliff. He took, they didn't take him to the cliff. They took, he took them. I don't know anybody that can make Jesus do what you don't want to do. Have you guys ever, no? No. No. No, and even funnier, more in addition to, is um, they thought they could have the authority to take Jesus anywhere he didn't want to go. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Well, you guys know that. Yeah, Captain. Cap. That's good. I think, I think, <clears throat> playing off of that, talking about authority to you know, win over Jesus in a sense <clears throat> reminds me of when he went to the desert for forty days, forty nights. And you have to ask the devil, what was he thinking? Because <laughs> the devil comes down and 
right? He asks him. He tries to give him all the power that he already has. And Jesus is out there. And he's, he's starving. He's human. And, he, you know, he mentions that. But it's just the fact that the devil's out there. And he knows that he's the Messiah. And he knows that this is his only shot to actually, like, try to win. You know, or try to get Jesus at his low point. And it's just like, Jesus is like, hey, you know, you're still the devil. And I'm still God. Like... <laughs> What are you thinking? <laughs> I don't get tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't worry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. You got one? Ms. J. Another, another what were they thinking moment. Um, John 5 tells us the story of the man who was healed at the pool. And so in Jerusalem, there was a pool uh where folks would lay who were lame or blind or paralyzed and one of the men had been there for 38 years and he couldn't get to the pool fast enough when the water would be stirred up to get his healing and when jesus came he said do you want to be healed and the the man gave a little resistance saying i i don't have anyone to help me and jesus said get up take up your mat and walk and so this man after 38 years got up and took up his mat and here's the what were they thinking they they said uh the the pharisees were there said you can't carry your mat you can't do any work it's the sabbath they were so constrained by the law of men really that they only saw that this man was violating the you can't work rule instead of saying what are you doing on your feet how have you been healed rejoice and praise god they they were seeing the wrong side of what was happening so yeah what were, what were they thinking? They, they had blinders on. <laughs> I like that. Excuse me, a story? Want to give? No? All right. I think that there's lots of those stories in the Bible. And I think it's great because we can relate them back to ourselves. I love the saying, I feel like the saying recently, hindsight is twenty twenty, has been circulating in my life. And I think the fact that we can look back and say, hey, guys, you know, you were next to the Messiah and look at what happened. We can also look back in our own lives and say, hey, that was not the right move there, <laughs> you know. And I think it's a relatable aspect of the apostles who were even that close to Jesus and it shows our true human nature. <laughs> yeah, you have to wonder, the disciples and the people who traveled with Jesus at the time, they probably had a sense this was something great. But they had no idea that they were living in that moment that we all read about and study. And when we look back, we think, how could you have not known? But it's like today, when you're living in the moment, you don't know what that moment's going to become yeah. or what it will mean in the future. And, you know, you don't, you don't always have a, a choice. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you never know what's coming next. So you always, always have to be prepared. Yeah. And I think further on that, you can't, you can't forget of the goal of Jesus coming down as well, which is to give us grace because he knows, you know, he, he called, he reminds me of another, uh, what were you thinking moment? He called Peter out and he's like, listen, you know, I know you, I'm going to be crucified. And he's like, by the way, you're going to deny me three times. And he's like, Psh, no, what are you talking about? Then he does it. And Jesus is like, told you. He's <laughs> like, what is it? Even Peter himself is probably like, what was he thinking? <laughs> and it just reminds you that Jesus knows our nature. Jesus knows that he loves us and that even if he were to come walk with us in a fallen world like he did, it's, it doesn't deny us of who we are in this fallen world. So it's important to remember his grace.
Mm-hmm. If I shoot up one more, mm-hmm. this is this is this is Leo's absolute favorite. The day this is Jesus calms the storm. I'm in uh, Mark four, 30, uh, chapter four, verse thirty-five, forty-one, NIV. The day when the evening came, he said to his disciples, "Let's go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind." And they and took him along just as he was. In the boat, there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him? They just spent the whole day with the Messiah. And you they still performing, do, yeah. Performing miracles. Performing miracles. He's, the Messiah says, let's just go to the boat. I'm not done teaching yet. And I got one more lesson for you guys before I go to bed. So this is, I'm looking at it again, looking at it through uh, the Lord's perspective. <laughs> or trying to anyway. And here, the test, so he falls asleep. Now there's a little disturbance in the wind. And they feel it recognized. The person they just been with all day is the Messiah. The person that's in the stern is the Messiah. Right? <laughs> this, so I'm like, what are they thinking? He wasn't, they thought they were waking up Jesus. No, Jesus was waiting for them to wake up. He's like, well, Pastor, how are you sleeping? I'm not sleeping. I'm waiting for you to wake up. <laughs> it's okay to come to me, but why are you worried? Yeah, just, you know what I've been trying to teach you. You're more than what you know. <laughs> and here we go. We got we got this beautiful scenario of how when the world is coming at us through all kinds of angles, there's a storm here, there's a storm there, finances, food, whatever. You got it. And all this one is just about think of me first, and your storm will be calm. And that's why I want to leave you guys with today uh, as far as uh, having fun with the Bible. And uh, just want to God bless. Anybody else? Open your eyes. Open your eyes. See what's right in front of you. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's good. Okay. Well, we thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to talking with you again next time. May God bless you.